Spacey. Welcome to Space City X-Files, the podcast that delves deep into the enigmatic world of conspiracies, UFOs, and the unexplained. I'm your host, Rick, and today we embark on a gripping exploration of the notorious Jeffrey Epstein case and the tangled web of conspiracies that surround it. Jeffrey Epstein, a name that has become synonymous with scandal and intrigue, a wealthy financier with connections to the most powerful and elite people around the world. Epstein's story is a chilling testament to the dark underbelly of our society. In this special episode, we shine a spotlight on the bewildering mysteries that enshroud the Epstein case. We'll unravel the allegations of sex trafficking examine the testimonies of survivors and confront the disturbing question that lingers how did Epstein's crime crimes go unchecked for so long why is it that today even today even though we know it exists why don't we have a client list why hasn't there been a deeper dive into his death As we journey through the twisted corridors of power, we'll encounter the shadowy figures and powerful individuals allegedly linked to Epstein's sordid empire. From high-profile politicians to influential businessmen, we'll explore the conspiracies and speculations that suggest a web of complicity and cover-ups. But be warned, dear listeners, as we unravel the Epstein case, we're going to navigate some treacherous waters. From whispers of hidden agendas to the mysterious circumstances surrounding his untimely demise, we'll peel back the layers of this case and uncover the unsettling truths that lie beneath. So fasten your seatbelts, for in this episode of Space of the X-Files, we plunge into the heart of the Epstein Conspiracy. Prepare to explore murky depths of power, deception, and the enduring quest for justice for these women and for these young girls. This is Space City X-Files Episode 29, The Epstein Conspiracy. Now before we continue with our investigation into the Epstein case... 
we'd like to take a moment to express our gratitude to all our listeners out there. Space City X-Files, we strive every week to provide the best possible experience by keeping our episodes free of commercials and ads. Now we rely on your support to help us grow and reach more people who share our passion for uncovering the mysteries of the great unknown. If you enjoyed today's episode, we kindly request that you take a few minutes to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Your feedback is invaluable in spreading awareness about the show and attracting those new listeners. Additionally, if you would like to make a monetary contribution to support the program, you can visit our website and click on the Support Us tab. Every donation we receive goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content. We appreciate your consideration and ongoing support. Your involvement ensures that we can continue to deliver thought-provoking episodes like today's over Jeffrey Epstein's case. Thank you for being a part of Space City X-Files, and we look forward to bringing you more captivating content in the near future. This will conclude today's announcements. All right, to begin this episode, let's delve into the fascinating story of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, we're not trying to glorify him, but we need to tell you his origin stories, all right? Because it fits in. Even from a young age, it was evident that Epstein possessed an exceptional talent for numbers and mathematics. Now, this gift propelled him to secure a full scholarship at a prestigious school called the Cooper Union for Advancement of Science and Art in New York City. During his time at Cooper Union, Epstein immersed himself in the study of mathematics, honing his skills and expanding his intellectual horizons. After his college years, Epstein ventured into the field of education, working as a math and physics teacher at a reputable private school in Manhattan. It was during this period that he made influential connections that would shape his future. These connections ultimately led to a significant turning point in Epstein's life. A job offer as a financial advisor at Baron Stearns, a renowned and successful investment bank in New York. This early breakthrough showcased Epstein's intelligence and potential as he quickly demonstrated his acumen in the financial realm. Interestingly, despite Epstein's professional achievements, there remains ambiguity surrounding his graduation from Cooper Union. It's widely speculated that he did not complete his degree, raising questions about how he uh, ended up securing a teaching position without formal credentials at such a prestigious school. Nevertheless, Epstein's educational background did not hinder his ascent as he continued to attract opportunities and support from wealthy people. So why was the guy so lucky? While Epstein's employment at the private school was short-lived due to poor behavior and performance, including incidents of inappropriate conduct with the student, his career trajectory took an upward turn, surprisingly. In the early 1970s, he secured a position at an investment bank 
making a name for himself and managing substantial sums of money for affluent clients. Epstein's uh, growing prominence in the financial world fueled his ambition, leading him to establish his own company, J. Epstein & Co., in 1982. Now, at this point, he's setting a minimum requirement of $1 billion for his services. Epstein positioned himself as a financial manager catering to only the super wealthy. And remarkably, individuals were willing to meet his steep demands, catapulting Epstein into a realm of immense wealth and connections. He found himself rubbing shoulders with powerful and influential figures, further enhancing his own status and influence. But however, behind the scenes of Epstein's success, there were darker aspects that would soon come to light. We'll find out what that is next. All right, that brings us to our next segment. Epstein's troubles begin. Now, there's a saying that unchecked power and wealth will always corrupt. And in Epstein's case, that couldn't be truer. If you did a science experiment and went out in the streets of New York or in the United States or around the world and asked people what Jeffrey Epstein was known for, well, nine times out of ten, you'd probably hear them say he was known for being a rapist and a sexual deviant. And probably some other less uh, proper names. And uh, they would be correct. In 2005, Epstein uh, carefully constructed world. His carefully constructed world began to crumble when allegations of sexual abuse and exploitation surfaced. A 14-year-old girl reported that he had been that she had been molested by Epstein, leading to his first criminal investigation. Now, all of a sudden, more victims came forward. And then a pattern started to emerge, revealing a disturbing web of sex trafficking and abuse involving all underage girls. The federal investigation into Epstein's activities uncovered evidence that he had been running a sophisticated sex trafficking operation for years at that point. Epstein would allegedly recruit young girls, often from broken homes and disadvantaged backgrounds, and lure them in under the guise of offering them opportunities of education and employment, which he did provide. Um, These victims were then coerced into engaging in sexual activities with Epstein and his high-profile acquaintances, uh, which was something that I'm sure that he didn't tell them about whenever he started helping them out. In 2008, Epstein faced federal charges of soliciting prostitution from minors, multiple accounts. The case drew significant attention due to the high-profile connections of Epstein's social circle. However, the outcome of the case sparked controversy and great outrage. Epstein secured a plea deal known as a sweetheart deal, one that you probably heard a lot in the media uh, just recently. Uh, with the with another current political figure, which allowed him to plead guilty to a lesser state charge, not a federal state charge, of solicitation of prostitution, uh, no longer of a minor. And uh, because of this, he was able to serve only a brief sentence in the county jail. 
Now, moreover, the deal granted Epstein and any potential co-conspirators immunity from federal prosecution. This was an unprecedented deal at this point. And uh, everybody knew that he did not deserve something like this. Somebody was taking care of him. Uh, this lenient treatment of Epstein drew criticism from the public and raised concerns about unequal justice. It seemed that Epstein had managed to evade significant punishment for all of his heinous crimes, leaving his victims seeking justice and accountability through civil suits. So uh, the Epstein case uh, would resurface again in 2019 when a new federal investigation was opened, examining the extent of Epstein's sex trafficking operation. So he didn't even stop. He just continued business as usual. He thought he paid all the ones that he needed to pay off, and he thought he was safe. But here we are. We're back. And uh, this time um, with this case, uh, they have the option of potentially charging all of his co-conspirators who may have been involved. And my God, there was a lot of them. So, however, before he could face trial and potentially expose more details about his network, Epstein was found dead in his jail cell on August 10th of 2019. His death was ruled a suicide, but it sparked intense speculation and conspiracy theories, and we'll get into that right now. Many questions, uh, let's see, many question the circumstances surrounding his death, and uh, whether, uh, they question whether powerful individuals were involved in covering up the truth to protect their own interest. Uh, Epstein's life and the controversy surrounding his crimes have left an indelible mark on the public consciousness. The case has raised profound questions about wealth, power, and the justice system, and the protection of individuals who are privileged. Investigations and legal actions continue to unfold, uh, aiming to bring justice to Epstein's victims and shed light to the full extent of his criminal activities and, of course, who was involved in them. Although Epstein passed away, the rumors and accusations still swirl, uh, and when they're of this magnitude, there's no resting until justice has been served. And that's one of the reasons why we're covering this case, of course. And that brings us to our next segment. So we'll pick up now at uh, this other, this new segment called, uh, this is going to be called The Conspiracies. So one of the wildest, uh, one of the wildest things Epstein was able to conceal for just an absurd amount of time was his uh, twisted private island of terror known as Little St. James, or as the locals became accustomed to calling it, Pedophile Island. This secluded island has become the subject of intrigue and speculation due to all the disturbing allegations and stories surrounding uh, the use that he had for it. Now, while the exact details and extent of illicit, illicit activities on the island are not definitively known, I mean, several accounts and testimonies have shed light uh, on many uh, of the stories surrounding Epstein's Island. Now, Epstein's Island was located in the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, and it was a secluded little area, like an exclusive retreat, that uh, he owned fully. All right? He bought it from them, basically. It served as a sanctuary for Epstein, away from the prying eyes of the public and law enforcement. The island was known for his for its uh, luxurious amenities, including lavish 
residences. He had a private airstrip. The dude had various recreational facilities and uh, even rumors of an underground tunnel that led all the way back to the mainland and who who, who knows where else. Um, but these tunnels were thought to be one of the ways that this predator could take young girls from the main island without many people becoming aware of what was going on. So they wouldn't see him coming back and forth. And, uh, you know, we all know he had the money to, to build something like that, too, without a doubt. Uh, it's believed that Epstein used this island as a setting for his illegal activities, uh, specifically the sex trafficking and the abuse of underage girls. So all that went down there, and he basically ran his ring from there. And he's sending, you know, these poor young girls all over the all over the country, uh, all over the world. And uh, so, according to um, numerous survivors and witnesses, Epstein would allegedly bring young girls to the island under the guise of employment and modeling opportunities. So he had, you know, a little studio there. Uh, once on the island, they would just be subjected to uh, just horrific sexual exploitation and abuse. Uh, it's heartbreaking, the stories that some of these victims told. Survivors have uh, described a chilling atmosphere on the island uh, with uh, accounts of young girls being kept against their will, uh, being imprisoned, coerced into engaging in sexual acts with just creepers, old freaking losers, and just just the worst of the worst that you can imagine. And sometimes uh, they're even physically harmed, and there's been a lot of other cases about they're just being killed over there, like, and buried or, or jumped, taken out to sea and dumped. Um, these are things that, are, that have yet to, been, to have been revealed, but many know that that's what went down over there. Um, reports from the survivors also hold accounts of forced labor and imprisonment. So he had them like working there too. Like when he has parties, they were the servers. They were they were handling all that stuff and and not not even not being paid for it and being beaten uh, for their for their hard work at at the end of all that. Um, one survivor said Epstein would keep a gun in every room locked away. And uh, and a long detailed list of all the girls on the mainland who could easily be abducted without anyone noticing or causing trouble to his plans and to all his crooked shit that he had going on. When one young woman tried to escape Epstein, uh, he quickly launched a search party, recaptured her, and took her passport, took all of her identification and her belongings, and uh, basically brought her back. They uh, have also mentioned encounters with other influential individuals who were present on the island with him, suggesting the potential involvement of a larger network of perpetrators. Epstein's Island became a focal point for investigations into his crime, as it was believed to be a central location for everything that he had going on. He was running drugs. He was running women. It was just this dude was he was the worst of the worst. Uh, law enforcement agencies and journalists have sought to uncover evidence and details about everything that fully transpired on this island. They're still working hard on it to this day. Some accounts have pointed to the presence of uh, surveillance equipment 
which raises questions about the extent of Epstein's efforts to maintain his secrecy and control over his activities. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Um, the island's secluded nature in Epstein's vast wealth, of course, allowed him to operate with a certain level of impunity also. Now, it's believed that he carefully selected his victims who were vulnerable. I mean, this guy was a predator. And uh, he if they did say something or did tell on him, they were unlikely to be, be believed because of who they were and where they came from. Uh, the full extent of the island's activities, unfortunately, and the involvement of uh, influential individuals is still uh, one of the largest um, aspects of the case. That's still a matter of investigations, and uh, all we can do is just pray to God that one day all that information is released and anybody who was involved in it uh, gets their, gets what's coming to them. Throughout this story, we mentioned many times about co-conspirators. Uh, and Epstein, he, he had a lot of them. Let's shift our focus there uh, as we uh, continue our descent into the web of conspiracies. The investigation into Jeffrey Epstein's illegal activities has shed light on a great network of potential co-conspirators involved in his sex trafficking operation. Among them, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's former girlfriend and close associate, has emerged as basically a central figure of operations for him. Basically, she was like the operator of everything. She procured the girls. She uh, sold the girls. She uh, made contacts for people who were looking for young girls. She was it for him, you know. Allegations suggest that uh, Maxwell played a significant role in recruiting Grooming, uh, what have you, everything for uh, for Epstein. Her involvement extends to facilitating the abuse and, of course, maintaining control over the victims, which uh, I'm sure consisted of a lot of uh, psychological abuse at that. Uh, in July 2020, Maxwell was arrested, thank God, and uh, charged with multiple offenses, including sex trafficking of minors, and she's in jail to this day. Uh, hopefully, um, there's been a lot of talk about her possibly coming clean and uh, naming some victims. And uh, if she has a conscience, hopefully it's eight at her enough to where she's already in jail. She might as well say what's going on. And, uh, you know, if she dies uh, or somebody gets to her and kills her, too, and, you know, there's consequences for actions, unfortunately. And now that that may just be one of hers. But at least she can do something good before, you know, she's done with living on this planet. Um, beyond Maxwell, Epstein's network included a team of staff members and assistants who were instrumental in enabling him and his criminal activities. Now, these individuals helped 
manage his properties. They coordinated his travels. They uh, handled his appointments. They handled his dinners and parties uh, and potentially participated in the recruitment and abuse of underage girls. Now, um, whether they're, I mean, the the uh, exact level of their participation is, is unknown, but still, if all this was going on and God, so many people came forward already, uh, are you going to tell me that all the years at, uh, of them working for him, they didn't see anything? I don't believe that. Not one bit. Uh, Epstein's pilots in particular have drawn attention as they uh, basically facilitated his transportations, including all the flights to his private island. Uh, It is suspected that they may have been aware of all the illicit activities taking place, but in the end, they said nothing and they did nothing, and who knows, for all we know, they probably participated in it. They're probably as sick as he is. Um, The investigation has also scrutinized Epstein's social connections, which comprised... Uh, a wide range of influential and wealthy individuals. While not all of these individuals are considered co-conspirators, their association with Epstein has raised questions about their potential knowledge or involvement or basically uh, use of, of his services. Continuing down this rabbit hole, the notable figures implicated in Epstein's social connections are politicians business executives, and celebrities. While the nature and extent of their uh, complicity is uh, still being examined, their association with with Epstein has brought them under a great amount of scrutiny. Uh, One prominent name linked to Epstein is uh, Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, and uh, one of the lead members of the uh, British royal family. Epstein and Prince Andrew uh, had a well-documented friendship with photographs showing them together on multiple occasions, including on the island. The prince's association with Epstein has drawn significant attention and has led to him stepping back from his royal duties. He embarrassed his family, so he had to step down. Another influential figure in Epstein's social circle is former U.S. President Bill Clinton. Now, there's a pretty, uh, before we go any further, there's a pretty a popular photo that's circulating on the internet right now about a girl giving Clinton a uh, back rub at an airport. He's sitting in a chair. She's in the chair behind him giving him a back rub. Uh, At first, they didn't know who this girl was in the picture, but uh, since Epstein was arrested, she's one of the main uh, victims that came forward and basically spilled everything about what was going on. And this guy was photographed with her. And we already know what kind of sexual uh, deviant he was with the whole Monica Lewinsky deal. I mean, so you're telling me that he didn't have anything to do with this woman? That's another thing I don't believe. Uh, If you believe that, I got some some oceanfront property I want to talk to you about in Arizona. And uh, it's a special deal just for you. Um, Clinton's relationship with Epstein has come under scrutiny with reports of him having traveled to Petto Island on Epstein's private plane dubbed the Lolita Express on multiple occasions. And <laughs> the name of the plane itself is like a is like a big F you to everybody 
who uh, is looking into the case or, or, or just basically flaunting it out in public, you know, because that's uh, supposed to be the name of basically like a prostitute during the war, the Lolita Express. That was like a a joke that they threw around back then. Um, while Clinton has acknowledged his past interactions with Epstein, he has denied any involvement in Epstein's criminal activities. I am not a crook. Now, that's not him, but, you know, basically it's what he's saying. I didn't do shit. You can't prove anything. <laughs> that's what he's saying. It's not funny. It's pretty jacked up. But still, he's a he's a creeper. You know he is. And now, this was odd, finding that the Clintons involved in, in this matter. And here's why. Here's why it's weird that, that they're attached to this. Around the same time, uh, a notable Hollywood director named Harvey Weinstein would find himself in the middle of his own sexual abuse accusations and case. But uh, Harvey would take a different approach to try to silence his accusers. Now, Harvey was a, was another guy who was, had a lot of attachments to political figures. And what this guy did was he reached out to Hillary Clinton because they were great friends and asked her to use her uh, influence basically to persuade a journalist named Ronan Farrow uh, to keep from publishing his expose. And uh, she did it. She had her team reach out to Ronan and he even said that, yeah, they, they tried to contact me and uh, they made him an offer and uh, tried to plead to him and said, you know, this is let the case unfold before, you know, we know all the facts. This is going to be damaging to him. He's a good guy, blah, 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 you know, all the bullshit they usually say. Uh, but he declined their offer, and he proceeded with the story anyways, which basically just tore Weinstein apart, you know. It's worth it to note that Epstein and Weinstein both collaborated on projects more than a couple of times, uh, which makes this social circle look even more suspect than it already did. Continuing, a renowned lawyer named Alan Dershowitz is another prominent name connected to Epstein. Dershowitz served as Epstein's legal counsel and has been accused by some of Epstein's victims of participating in the abuse. Dershowitz uh, vehemently denies uh, these allegations and has been involved in legal battles to defend his reputation. So the guy says, I'm ready to go to court to prove that I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I guess that's better than saying I just didn't do it. I don't give a shit what you say. I didn't do it. He's ready to say at least go to court, but who knows? He's probably still guilty anyways. Uh, other influential individuals such as uh, big uh, business magnate and philanthropist Lexley Wexner, Leslie Wexner, uh, he's a, and uh, modeling agent uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, and uh, numerous high-profile celebrities have been linked to Epstein's social circle also. The extent of their involvement and knowledge of Epstein's activities remains subject of investigation, which is ongoing, of course. So uh, before we go on, it, it's crucial to emphasize that while these individuals have been implicated uh, with Epstein and his connections, it does not necessarily imply that uh, their participation was direct in uh, with his criminal activities. So, you know, but anyways... Everything in the dark is going to come to light. Trust that. If you were involved in that shit, you're going to get yours no matter what. All right, so let's move on. As we can see, 
There are many people around Jeffrey Epstein while he did all his dirt. It wasn't uh, exactly as if he were trolling the back alleys of some rundown neighborhood in a disguise to try to lure his victims into his candy van. No. Uh, he was rather bold about it. He did his stuff out in the open. He felt like he was above the law. So why did he feel like that? How was he able to continue with impunity for so long? Well, that's going to bring us to our next theory, that Jeffrey Epstein was more than just a wealthy businessman. He was more than just a swell guy that everybody liked. This theory suggests that he was a government intelligence operative. Besides Pedophile Island, the other location where Epstein would sexually assault young women was a Manhattan townhome that he shared with Miss Maxwell. Now here, Epstein would throw these lavish parties, and of course, he will invite his potential cust- customers and uh, people he was trying to make business with, uh, entertain uh, these wealthy billionaires and, and uh, celebrities. He would invite them over to come and spend the weekend uh, where they too would partake in Epstein's illegal activities. Now, this was supposed to be a safe space for them to act out their gross dreams, uh, but there was something that they didn't know. Epstein had hidden cameras throughout his whole house, even in the rooms, even in the bathrooms, even in the showers. And while these perverts were raping young women, Epstein was building a file on them so he can blackmail them into supporting his business later. Now, at first, many speculated that this was simply for personal gain, but after his sweetheart deal in 2008, that popular opinion changed. In 2008, the FBI had this guy dead to rights. They couldn't miss it was like somebody pulled the goalie and it's wide open and the guy can just just tap it in. Just tap, tap, tap. Give it a little tappy. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing. There was no way he could have got out of that. It wasn't a matter of if they could get the right evidence. No, they had all the evidence they needed. This was a slam dunk case. Then out of nowhere, the state offers him a plea deal along with his co-conspirators and any others who could possibly uh, be linked to it later. Um, and, and the FBI went along with it. The feds went along with it. Why was this? Well, the main theory is simply whoever he was working for wasn't quite done with them yet. They needed Epstein. They needed him to continue business as usual. They needed him to continue this, this sex traffic ring. And they needed him to do that because business was good. They know that they know the whole world is full of perverts, and most of them are the ones that they're trying to go after. He was getting incriminating evidence on people all over the world. Perhaps people in government positions, perhaps leaders of countries. I mean, who knows? With that type of uh, power card, it could be very lucrative 
when you need someone to do what you want them to do. This will transition us into our final theory surrounding Epstein, and that would be the events leading to his death. The death of Jeffrey Epstein in his jail cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center, the MCC, on August 10th, 2019, has ignited widespread speculation and conspiracy theories. Now, despite the official ruling of suicide by hanging, doubts and alternative narratives have just exploded and have persisted since the day it happened. One prominent theory uh, proposes that Epstein's death was not a suicide at all. Big surprise, right? But it was more of a carefully orchestrated hit murder designed to silence him before he can spill his guts and and, uh, basically name all of his uh, accomplices. Now, according to this theory, Epstein possessed incriminating information about influential individuals involved in his sex trafficking network. A little something also known as his black book. Now, supporters of this theory highlight the suspicious circumstances surrounding his demise, which, uh, as uh, such as uh, alleged lapses in, in prison staff, uh, monitoring so basically the monitors went off and uh this was there was also uh, reported irregularities in in the security protocols at the mcc like all of a sudden this starts happening that night all right and so the removal of uh also there was the removal of epstein's cellmate who admitted that he was being paid by epstein to protect them so this guy and and the officers knew that too. You you don't think they know what's going on in the prisons? You don't think they know who Epstein is? You don't think they know how they treat pedophiles in prison? The dude was uh he was shark bait. But at least he has somebody who he can pay to keep him alive or, or to fight for him at least to give him a chance to get out of uh, whatever shit he, he got found himself into. And so what they did was they moved this guy out of there all of a sudden. Took away his uh, his paid security guard, basically. And uh, so they removed him. And this, this was like right before his death. This right here also contributed to the conspiracy. All the conspiracy theories that are surrounding his death. Uh, with Epstein left alone that night, questions arise as to whether he was intentionally left unsupervised uh, presenting an opportunity for just a perfect uh, storm for some foul play. I mean, uh, at that point in time, Epstein was already on suicide watch. All right, so he was. Al- they already were worried about him, and uh, you know they did have somebody with them who was protecting him. Epstein was paying him, so if he's paying somebody to watch his back, that means that he doesn't want to die. So why was the man on? Why did why did they say he was on suicide watch? And why would you leave him alone? Why would you isolate him? And then of all things, the security footage is gone? Anyways, I guess whoever was pulling the strings for him figured it was a good time to go ahead and cut the cord. And that's exactly what they did. Now this is one scenario that made its way around, but it's not the only one. The other is that Epstein is currently alive and well, living life and 
anonymity uh, under some alias and uh, probably um, after some uh, plastic surgery, too. The theory goes that uh, the powerful shadow figures who were working with Epstein, with uh, Jeffrey, didn't leave him high and dry to take the fall. No, they couldn't do that because he had too much dirt on them and other people. No, if they did that, uh, he would still be rotting away in his jail cell right now. Under 23 hours lockdown, you know. It's speculated that when the camera footage was cut and uh, Jeffrey was by himself, they came in, gave him a substance that would make him appear to be dead. Uh, and when he was transported to the hospital where a doctor who was working with him uh, basically pronounced him deceased. Then as he came into the morgue, they swapped his body out with a double and the rest is history. This theory caught traction because people just couldn't believe that the Metropolitan Correctional Center fumbled the ball so damn hard with such a high-profile inmate by accident. I mean, this would have this this uh, guy and the information that he had, the implications of what he known and and who was linked to him could have just basically crumbled. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It could have crumbled the whole government or or world governments, and who knows. High profile is an understatement. I mean, these people do this every day of their life. Every single day of their their life. And they chose that particular day with that particular person to say, whoops. The camera footage being cut, his cellmate being removed, his ties to huge political figures, the fact that he was on suicide watch, and supposed to be checked on every so many minutes was all just it's all just too much of a coincidence for someone to overlook. Even the mayor at the time, Bill de Blasio, said that uh, he didn't believe what happened and called for a larger investigation into the matter. He also refused to accept any final report from the medical examiner. So he was pretty serious about finding out the truth uh, the truth. Uh, at least it appeared that he was, you know. Well, those are the leading theories and uh, highly strange happenings involving the Epson story. Now we can move on to our last segment where we divulge uh, what we believe to have happened in this case. So in this matter, it was never really a question if Jeffrey did it or not. I think it's pretty clear to everyone that he did. But where the mystery lies is in his death. Did he commit suicide? Or was he murdered? Did someone do him one last favor by arranging him to be alone with the items he needed to take his own life? Or was this the workings of a larger shadow entity that felt the need to silence him and they felt that it was necessary to do it immediately? You know, in my opinion, I'm going to say that I think he was murdered. I think it was a hit. We already talked about all the things that had to go right in order for him to be left alone. And for me, that's just too big of a coincidence. I can't overlook that. I think that on that night, they cut the feed, they removed the cellmate, and then they sent in somebody to clean up. The autopsy report stated that he had wounds more consistent with being strangled 
by an attacker than by a self-inflicted hanging. Um, so how could that be? Where did that come from? I won't go too far into it because honestly, I, I don't really care. Jepstein, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a monster and whatever he got was exactly what he deserved. Call it karma. The sad part about this case is all the ones who are still awaiting their justice to be served. They're the ones that we should all be thinking about and praying for. Hopefully someday those individuals can receive some kind of relief from the nightmares they had to endure. And whether that be money, uh, whether that be his businesses or I don't, whatever, whatever it is, they deserve it. And I hope they get it. I hope we, I hope us as the public, as the people get the truth, the information, at least we deserve that too. We deserve to know who was working with him. We deserve to know who was uh, using his services. Anyways, that's my opinion on what happened. If you think something different, I encourage you to reach out to us by way of social media or email. You can send that email to uh, info at spacecityxfiles.com. Let us know what you got. Let us know what you think. If you have any other information that we missed, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. This was a super uh, tough subject, I know. But I hope you like the way we put it together. I hope you can walk away with a better understanding of what transpired with Jeffrey Epstein and uh, his uh, conspiracy case. If you did like today's episode, we ask that you please take a few minutes after, after the conclusion to leave us a review, leave us the five stars, leave us the uh, the likes and the shares and all that stuff. Help us to uh, help us to break through those glass ceilings, so we can get in front of truth seekers all over the world, and we can uh, share these uh, these messages that we got with them. And those people, everybody deserves to hear the truth. You know, we don't want to hear it from mainstream media. We know that they're all involved. They're the ones working with Epstein. No, we want to hear it from people who actually want the truth. And uh, everybody deserves to have that. Everybody deserves to have the truth uh, uh, brought to them, presented in a in a way where we're looking at all the angles, you know. I don't care about Jeffrey Epstein. I don't care about his wealth. I don't care about anybody who was involved with them. I feel I, I I know that sex trafficking is is a major major problem in this world, um, and it's only getting worse. And so, by shedding light on this, I'm 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 just trying to do my part to fight for them, basically. And that's why I, I covered this episode, not to glorify him, not to glorify his death or anything like that. I, I think we can all agree that we don't give a shit if he's dead or not, but um. People deserve to hear the truth, and we deserve to know who's involved, and the, and the victims deserve justice. Anyways, that's all we have for this episode. We'll be back next week for another interesting topic, and we hope to see you there. And uh, one quick, other quick thing before we go, we uh, we're launching our uh, we're launching a new product for it. All right, I'm sure you've checked out the website. If you haven't, 
let me go ahead and tell you about it. We're launching a, a product. Uh, it's a basically a men's hair care product. It's uh, beard oil, beard balm, pomade. Uh, we got a uh, like car freshener spray, or and then we got a body mist spray too that we're putting out. And uh, you know, that's all for you to uh, take care of yourself. It's uh, all our products are handmade. We've been making it here and uh, using uh, all the best uh, uh, materials out there. So uh, everything's uh, 100% organic, 100% handcrafted. So check it out. Uh, if you can, if you're in the market for something, if you're working on that that beautiful beard, uh, man, you're gonna you're gonna want some of this. So check it out. Uh, if you buy some, we sure appreciate it because that's supporting us, that's supporting the show, and it's helping us out bring uh, better quality for you guys, better topics, better uh, interviews and research that we hope to maybe uh, inculcate in our future episodes. Uh, maybe some traveling and some better video work. But uh, yeah, we got some big goals coming up. We're gonna reach them. We're gonna we're gonna accomplish everything we want. We know that we got you guys behind us, we got the universe behind us, we got God behind us. We don't, we're gonna make it happen. That's it. Anyways, appreciate you listening today. This is Rick on behalf of the Space City X Files. Thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again, keep searching, keep questioning, and keep exploring. Love you guys. Bye. Files.